The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Brady, choke a bitch. Okay. Brings a disease to your black ass too. Este es el episodio del partido entre los jefes y los cargadores de México, ¿no? America. Is that is that is that like a bonic Spanish? No. Yes. What happened was. What happened was is Eric apparently got too caught up in the Monday Night Football fever from Mexico City and hasn't been able to speak English since. Eric, Damn you it. with us? Damn it. Oh, God. What happened? Jesus, I knew there was something weird in that damn tequila. <laughs> Not doing that again. <laughs> Vaya con Dios, amigo. Vaya con Dios. Oh. He thought it was a worm and somebody just jizzed in his shot. Oh, oh. this is why you never have family communal... show. This is why you never have communal drinks if you ever go down to La Zona in Reynosa. But let me tell you, oh. good evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to us, if you're still listening at this point, because I wouldn't blame you if you're not. Welcome to the kickoff here on the W2M Network. I'm your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Somehow I am the captain of this rudderless ship. Joining me, as per usual, the co-host turned executive producer, Brandon Biscabing. Well, this is off to a lovely start. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone! You know what it is? It's the fact that we didn't get to do a show last week, so we have to get all this shit out of our systems. Fair, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> the executive producer turned co-host, Eric Watkins. Jeez, between the tryptophan and all of these uh, receivers and the SEC doing the dog piss celebrations. I don't know what's going on anymore. I was <laughs> just about to say, in English, por favor, senor. Yeah, 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 even though I worked really hard on that. And, I, mean, you have, I mean, do you honestly have <laughs> any idea when you're in a room and you've only got 20 minutes and you're really trying to... Well, how do they say it in Spanish? Wait, I got to... God, I gotta rework uh, the phrase for put it in my ass, something like, anyway. Holy <laughs> show. That, was, guys, that took a left turn. Have you guys ever heard the Japanese businessman joke? Oh, God. We're do I want to know? We're not gonna do this on air because I'd have to family show myself, but I will tell you it once we finish the show. Anywho. And the chairman of the W2M Network, Jason Teasley. What's up? How you doing? How you been? <laughs> uh, I think I, that's I, the, the tamest Jason inter- introduction of all time. Well, in fairness, the people listening to this did not get to hear him go absolutely off on Fortnite a few seconds ago. Yeah. Please Most tell me. That goddamn still... satanic game with snake handling whores. <laughs> Yeah, all just of, like all that. of those fucking Fortnite or snake handling words. <laughs> J- Jason can't do modern gaming apparently. Got that footage, but no, that's taken care of now. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. We're, we're we're back where we started. All right, let's get to it. Um, so so this will be a kind of a special combined edition of the kickoff. Here, we will be combining the last two weeks worth of everything together in our discussion for this week. In addition to the fact that. 
Well, a couple of our predictions for this week for Are You Serious have already occurred. We are recording on a Friday night as Wednesday did not work out due to illness. So there is a delayed recording of tonight's episode. And in the process, the predictions were made between Wednesday evening and Thursday afternoon. Thus, two of the games that were predicted for Are You Serious in the NFL were Thanksgiving Day games. We will talk about those when we get to our Are You Serious predictions. Actually, both of my predictions have already happened for Are You Serious this week. I don't know the results of the second. Eric, if I could so task you, would you be so kind as to look that up on ESPN for me? Okay, let me just go back and look at your prediction, and I can look uh, that up for you. I had Cincinnati covering Memphis at 10.5. Um, last I checked, yes, I will double-check the final score. Because, uh, boy, I, did that I've got American it right people. here. Because I, I called it – I was out to uh, – Christina and I were having dinner with my stepdad today because tomorrow's his birthday. Happy early birthday to my stepdad, everybody. You you got you got it by three. Memphis minus thirteen. Is Memphis minus thirteen for the final number? Yep. Uh huh. Okay, and then they won by ten. Yep. Thirty four twenty four to set up a rematch. Woohoo! All right, we'll talk more about that in a little bit later on. But let's get to uh, the studs and duds for these last two weeks here, and we'll start like we always do for stud with Eric. Oh, my stud, especially after setting some really solidified performances for Michigan, knowing that they may or may not get slaughtered come Saturday, is Shea Patterson. I mean, for as much crap as I had given him and as much to the team that, well, I have really just wanted to jump ship, they've really kind of proved me right. But I will say one of those performances was against Michigan State. So you really can't count that too much because Michigan State's been focused on basketball season. Isn't that right, Bisco? <sighs> they kept it close. I'll 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 give my team that. They wait, kept wait. it close. Is this is this the same way you kept it close against Oregon by let by blowing a seventeen point lead in the second half? Yes, precisely. <laughs> uh huh. Continue, Eric. At least you have something to cheer about because both of my teams have strangely identical records at four and three. And yeah, moving on. Uh, Shay Patterson, go on you for getting it back together. Now let's see what you can do to uh, try not to be humiliated for my sake. I, I have good news for you, Eric. Both of your teams are four and three, but they're both four and two against teams not named the Florida Gators. <sighs> Scoreboard biatch. Anyway, well played, Broadhurst. Well played, Brandon Stud. My stud for this week is one Chris Godwin, who went for a hundred eighty-four yards Hold and two and Hold two touchdowns. <laughs> I was given the I was given the go-ahead from Harry. You were you were not. I posted you, it. You were not given the go-ahead for it. <laughs> Jason, why don't you go ahead and go and Brandon look up a new one? Well, I mean, you know, Bisco's going to Bisco. Good Lord, I'm going to start calling you. 
Damn, swipe or no swiping, goddammit. God damn. Well, we, we really want to talk say, about it. Can you say angry? Fortnite done pissed him off. I know. Fuck my world up. God damn. I'm getting messages from my daughter asking why I was fucking playing her Fortnite game. Lowering her user rating? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. She signed in on my account for your reign. She got to know this. She better stay off my goddamn Halo account, though. I'll fuck that little girl up. <laughs> Bro, I got a goddamn you, Halo engine. I got a goddamn Halo engine. The parenting styles of Jason D. Lee are solely his, and do not condone those for the rest of us here at the W. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> you, you, you've broken Harry. Anyway, my stud, you know, that Bisco tried to steal, you know, like he does every week, you know, he's starting to become a chair. I mean, that's, that's how you, I wasn't joking when Harry, Harry mentioned replacing a fourth host. He was talking about you, Bisco. Sure so my stud was, is, is Chris Godwin, who Reeled in seven of eight catches for 184 yards, two touch, touchdowns, with his longest reception being of 71 yards. How the fuck does Jameis Winston have two receivers in the top 10 of the NFL and be as fucking miserable as he is and lead the league in interceptions? Well, I mean, it takes a special talent to try to to lead the league in both touchdowns and interceptions. It's only happened three times before. And I'm sure this week's Squid Facts will probably give us those three times. Hashtag Squid Bit. Brian Sipe, 1979 Cleveland Browns, who won MVP and went on to become the first quarterback of the USFL's New Jersey Generals. Lynn Dickey for the Packers in 1983, and Drew Brees in 2012. What would you say about my Dickey? <laughs> I can't help it. I'm getting, I'm getting, old, I'm getting older. The more the balls sag, the more, the closer it becomes in my body. Bam, ma. Well, that would be more of a lack of family show. <laughs> He's trying to make it a family show. Okay. Oh, okay. Every time. I'm, I'm, uh, stir- I'm a sterile as a goddamn operating room. <laughs> uh, you know what the problem with Jameis Winston is, right? Clearly not enough crab legs. <laughs> I, I was going to take out a whole different road, but, you know, it would have been really offensive. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of different lines in a Google search for his arrest record that would have crossed that line as well. Believe me. Let's go ahead and move on while we still can. Brandon, stud, preferably not one that somebody else has taken. Had no one has taken Derrick Henry, have they? Not really? to my knowledge. Okay. Then my stud is uh, Derrick Henry, who put a shellacking on Eric's uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Rushing for 159 yards, two touchdowns, including one that went for 74 yards. Um, yeah, your defense needs to pick up their uh, slack there. 
See, Harry, maybe this is one time where the whole Bisco going to Bisco, you could have kept your mouth shut, and I wouldn't have had to deal with this. But no! Okay, A, that was Jason that bitched, not I. B, tell your team's defense not to suck this year. Exactly. Especially when some of us make the, make the mistake of drafting them in fantasy football. Look, it is not their fault that because of a bunch of injuries, they had to bring in guys off the street, okay? Doesn't always work. You've seen that. All right. See, if Jalen Ramsey's still been around, I would have offered, say, hey, Jalen Ramsey wants to come home. Derrick Henry needs to be home. Why don't we just trade straight up? But then that son of a bitch had to go to Los Angeles. And, yeah, damn Ramsey's. How are you liking it there? I mean, in fairness, the Ramseys are going to win 10 games and not make the playoffs this year out in the NFC, so it's not like it's going to fucking matter for them. Okay, you're half right. They're not going to make the playoffs, but I mean, really? Have you seen what happened on Monday Night Football? That's fair. They got their asses handed to them. But I mean, who hasn't had their asses handed to them by Baltimore over the course of these last couple of weeks, though? The Giants haven't. Having their asses handed to him by Baltimore. Because you didn't play Baltimore. Now sit down and well, shut then, the hell up. Yeah, guess what? That if you don't play, you can't get your ass handed to you. Anyway, speaking of the team that's about to probably get their asses handed to them by Baltimore, if you're a homer in, you know, clap your hands. <laughs> My- somebody clapping their hands. That was just Eric's. Eric getting the um, residuals from this morning. Anyways, um, sometimes socks aren't as absorbent. Family show. My stud for the week is the Buffalo Bills defense, and I actually announced this before the Thursday night football, before the Thursday afternoon football game, because of Buffalo's performance against the Broncos last weekend, holding Denver to just three points in their most dominant start to finish game of the season. Until they played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Hi, Sean. How you doing? You do realize your strength of victory was coming in at just a measly 239 before this game, right? You do realize that my Bills have more wins than the Jaguars and the Giants combined, right? You realize I will fucking choke a bitch. Um, let's be honest here. After that first drive where admittedly Dallas ran it down Buffalo's throat and took it straight down the field on us, the Bills were a team on a mission yesterday in the Thanksgiving afternoon game, completely stopping <laughs> Dallas's offense, forcing four turnovers by the Cowboys, two interceptions and two fumbles, and running off 26 points unanswered. Way to miss an extra point, Hauschka. Oh, oh, Mr. House Money, huh? Uh, did, did it matter in the grand scheme of things? It will point out that Buffalo was an underdog in that game. Suck it, Vegas. Hmm. A little bit more about that later in the show. Dramatic reverb. And Buffalo moves to 9-3, and three, and should the miraculous happen next Sunday, that being Buffalo beating Baltimore... <laughs> I'm funny. But should it happen, the Bills will clinch a playoff spot in week 14. Not bad. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you may or may not have to lose to another AFC South team, so you might catch a break this year. According to the current schedules, I will have to deal with Robert Taylor on Wild Card Weekend. That'll Ooh. be. Oh, that's and, and, and you know what would be so fun is if Buffalo beat them. I would, I would go, I would fucking find his house and shit on his porch, and fun cut and fact, just drag him. Fun fact: the last time Buffalo went to Arrowhead, Bills were victorious. Eric, dud. Now this was. Well, like really, the encompassing a couple of performances, but particularly after the Falcons game, uh, Carolina, what you doing? Granted, the Falcons did push the Saints thanks to three onside kicks, two of them that counted, that went in the same direction and that were recovered by the same player. And yes, a Taysom Hill deflected punt and two touchdowns really helped buoy the tide, but 29-3. to three. You do realize Atlanta is, you know, crap, right? You do realize that thanks to that, you handed New Orleans the division, right? I mean, really? Really, Panthers? Yeah, CMC, I mean, if you're going to go to disastrous franchises in the South, why not come down to Jacksonville? Better weather, no state tax, hurricanes miss us. Just saying. Hmm. Poor Leonard Fournette. <laughs> You're trying to run his ass out of Jacksonville already. No, he can be a very, very competent, very solid backup. I am not saying anything uh, bad. Brandon, I'm going to go ahead and let you share your stat here. My, my, st- my dud, you mean? Your stat about Carolina. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. Since the infamous cat running on the field during the Giants-Cowboys game back at the end of October, the four cat-based mascot teams, that would be Bengals, the Bengals, Panthers. the Lions, Panthers, and Jaguars, are a combined, I forget the exact, how many games they've 12. lost. Oh, and 12. None of those teams have won a single game in the month of November. Clearly, these are four franchises that cannot handle their pussy. <laughs> I mean, I can't go down to TIAA Bank and show them a couple of moves if that's really necessary here. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Uh, Brandon, go ahead and give us your dud as well. Since No, you know what? You're waiting until after Jason because you're not stealing another thing from him. Well, Jason, I... give us your dud. <laughs> My dad, my dad is, um, oh God, it's a hard knocks life in Oakland because you they got <laughs> shellacked. Hey, I called, I called this long ago. No, it's fine. I, I have called, a couple of backups. I, I called this was the, right, the very next message after Godwin. It was the Raiders. Because, right. I, I'll talk yeah, about the Raiders. I'll, I'll talk more about the Raiders later. Go ahead. Continue. I mean, good googly. 34-3 to lack to the Jets. I, I mean, they, they made Mono Donald look like an all-pro letting him throw for 315 yards and two touchdowns. I can explain this. 
Now, this is from a friend of mine who I'm pretty sure listens. And, John, I know you're going to be listening to this at some point, so you're welcome. We're sorry. Oh, no, trust me. I'll be getting messages from him once I know he listens. But he has told me this, being from Long Island and a diehard Jets fan. He always circles the Raiders game on his calendar and always makes sure where it's played because he's absolutely right. If the Jets have to travel west, the Raiders always win. If the Raiders have to travel east, the Jets always win. The fact that this was in MetLife, the trend continues. I don't know what it is about that, but the home team always seems to win one way or another when these two teams get together. It's the Heidi, well, that, it's the Heidi Bowl curse. Yeah, basically. I mean, one would argue it could be that whole West Coast team kicking off at 1 o'clock Eastern. Today. Yeah, that also, that's also true. All right, Brandon Dud. It could be the fact that the Raiders fucking suck. Others oh, that well, I mean, technically, Oakland, 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 Oakland was in a playoff spot up until that game because of Tennessee's loss to um, because of Tennessee's loss to Houston on last Thursday night on Thursday night football. I'm about to say I didn't think they played for the old Oakland bucket yet. <laughs> no, that's tomorrow. That's rivalry week. We'll be talking more about that later as well. Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic reverb. All right, Brandon. Else? All right, Brandon. Try not to steal anybody else's shit. Dud time. My my dud for this week is the refs from the Cowboys and Patriots game last week, because apparently they called a tripping, they made a tripping call on a play at the end of the game, which basically cost the Cowboys a chance of winning the game, and then a few days later the NFL says oh, that wasn't a tripping call, that shouldn't have been called. This is part of the reason why people think the Patriots pay you off. Well, I mean, that, and let's face it, that wasn't the only reason that the Cowboys blew a chance at winning the game. Hey, Jerry Jones, you may want to say clap off at this point. Uh, Jerry Jones has come out and stated that Jason Garrett's coaching status will not be addressed until after the season. Again, you know what the problem with clap you know off. The, you know what the problem with that line of thinking is? Is that Dallas could legitimately go eight and eight and win that fucking division this year, and then and then Garrett keeps his job. No, Mm-mm-mm. I could totally see it happening. I think well. If they won a, if they won one game, then yeah, I could. If they won a game in the playoffs, I could certainly see that. No, because Jerry Jones has also said he's like, look, I'm 79. I don't have a whole bunch more time. I want another damn Super Bowl. <laughs> he ain't getting it. So again, he clapped on. It worked for a while. Now he's got to clap off. Okay, so I'm kind of torn between two duds here, so I want you guys to go ahead and pick. Should I pick the college one, or should I pick the NFL dud that I have? College. Stick with the college one? Okay, with an honorable mention to the Detroit Lions for losing to the Washington Redacteds last week. Selfie! Fucking, yeah. Oh, no, he, he, he gets an honorary dud in and of his own right. And another honorary dud to Dwayne Haskins for missing his first ever 
victory formation kneel down in order to take a picture with a fan. Aren't you glad he's not in New York? Oh, absolutely. My duds are the Oregon Ducks. I was going to mention them. Yeah. You know what they say. If you can't duck it, fuck your chances in in the college football playoff. Because Oregon losing to Arizona State last Saturday, 31-28, to effectively ends the Pac-12's hopes of getting a team into the college football playoff. Eh, yes, committee thinks otherwise, but I see your argument. No, Utah, Utah is still sixth. I won't deny that. But at the same time, Utah's out-of-conference schedule was BYU, Northern Illinois, and I think the other one was an FCS school. Okay, look at Bama's. Okay, but you're going to seriously compare the competition in the Pac-12 to the SEC? No, look at Bama's uh, out-of-conference schedule, and you look at yourself, a conference champ, which Utah could still be, versus a non-conference champ in Alabama. Well, now, granted, if Georgia does their job and wins in Atlanta next week, it's entirely a moot point. Because Alabama's not getting in over uh, one loss. Alabama's not getting in over a one loss LSU. Precisely. Because Alabama's one loss is to LSU. Precisely. So, so not yeah. to mention, well, here's the thing too, Eric, is Oregon could come around and fuck the Pac-12 again by beating Utah in the Pac-12 championship game next weekend. Yeah, and if Oregon wins at Levi's Stadium, then the Pac-12 is done. Done, done. So basically what I'm saying is Pac-12, congratulations, you're playing for the Rose Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, Pac-12, you played yourself. Boy. All right, that wraps up studs and duds for this week. So now we go into, so that happened. And Eric, I believe you're going to start us off on a somber note with a eulogy for an old friend. I am, and I was all prepared to talk about what happened with, you know, Minnesota and Oregon, and then kudos to everyone on the field at the Harvard-Yale game for making that protest for climate change. Shout out to all of you, but see... Fuck them. Let's see, in 1981, a man had a dream while watching indoor soccer at MSG. He took out an envelope, started writing down some rules. He got a job with the USFL. When that folded, he turned those rules into a test game in April of 86. Then another showcase game in 87. And finally, in June of 1987, the Arena Football League was born. Yes, there have been hardships. The barnstorming season in 90, issues in 89, some turbulent times in 2000, going on through going dark in 2008 only to be resurrected, the good days of ESPN and NBC and ABC, and I was there. As a 15-year-old in Maryland, the summer 2001, I was there watching my first games. When the Jacksonville Sharks came to town, their franchise opener 
at the arena in 2010. I was there. And if you have NFL Network footage of that very game, you may see me holding up my sign behind one of the nets in the end zone. In 2012, I was there covering that team, helping launch the path that's sitting me on this podcast with these, I would say fine gentlemen, but let's not kid ourselves, right here, right now. So I've been there. The heartbreaking losses, the comeback wins, cheering on my teams, even doing podcasts with certain chairs through all of it. But then suddenly, just when I thought that there was hope after so many turbulent seasons, including one going back to only the four teams, Commissioner Randall Bowe said, we can't do it. Thanks to a lawsuit from a workers' compensation insurance provider that goes back to Commissioner Jerry Kurz's tenure between 07 and 12, with them not being paid, even those like Ted Leonsis, who owns the Capitals and the Wizards, among other teams, through those that big names like Ron Jaworski, they just couldn't do it anymore. And so John Bon Jovi. Well, and John Bon Jovi, well, you can even go back to the days of the big names like Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley uh-huh. and Vince Neal. The LA Kiss. Yeah. See, there were so many great times and fantastic stories and even a TV show and a video game. But I November, have that video game. There you go. But on November 27, 2019, the decision was made. The league citing assets of no more than $10 million and debts of $50 million filed for Chapter 7. Now, I know what everybody's going to say. Look at what happened in 08, and then Curse moved in, bought the league, brought it back, but no. The lights are going out. The arenas are dark. And you won't have to worry for the kickoffs off the net anymore. Rest in peace to one of the best leagues that I've been proud to be a fan of and be proud to cover. And for the Arena Football League, for everything you've helped done to me, and for all of the greatness you've provided over your 30-plus years, thank you. And fuck you, Stephen. <laughs> um. Seriously, back to what Eric had to say here. I remember the golden days of ESPN broadcasts. I remember the golden days of ABC broadcasts. I even remember the not quite as golden days of still being on CBSSN on a weekly basis mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is a league that, yes, while it's not your traditional football that you would get to watch on Saturdays and Sundays, it still helped you scratch that fix during the downtime in the NFL season to get you through until it was time for training camps to open back up, until it was time for colleges to have their spring games and then to go back into their fall practices, until it was time to get back to football. It was an alternative version of football that you could see pads popping and superstars made. Guys like Kurt Warner wouldn't be the stars that they are today if not for the Arena Football League. And mm-hmm. Bears fans will really remember Matt Nagy, especially for a couple key upsets he had under center for Columbus. I was a fan of the Arena Football League 
It made me sad to see the state to which it had delved. But that being said, it would have been nice to see a better final story than what we got. Thank you indeed to the Arena Football League for providing an alternative for fans to watch. You will be remembered by the fans who watched you. Now, I don't... It's just unfortunate that the lights in the arena have finally gone out. Now, maybe this is being a bit too optimistic, and this is me not really knowing much about the Arena League. I know they've had their troubles, and it seems like every year there have been questions as to whether or not it would continue. And obviously, this is, you know, the comparison I'm going to make is completely different. But is there any chance that this could be, like, an impact-type situation where no matter how much you think they're going to die, that someone picks it up and the cockroach respawns? I would really have to say no, simply because... That lawsuit is a multi-million dollar lawsuit. Fair enough. And yeah. If you yep. got ownership groups that could front the money even in a settlement, but through a variety of reasons decide it's not really going to be worth it, and a couple cornerstone franchises jump ship a couple years prior to a different league? Mm-mm. Like we're still, we still have indoor football. Uh, the what, what's the I- IFL? I think it is. Is it the indoor yeah, football? Yeah, you have the IFL. You have the NAL, the National Arena League, and you did have champions of indoor football. But if I remember correctly, the NAL and CIF merged. So now so, you really, in effect, have two leagues playing under slightly different rules. But my point being to that is that arena football in general won't go away because there are yeah. still other organizations carrying on the legacy. Mm-hmm. But but to the founder of the genre, we say thank you for bringing it to us in the first place. Plus, it, it won't even be the same because neither of those leagues even use the Nets. That was strictly proprietarily AFL. I wonder if they can use the Nets now that the AFL is out of business. Hmm. Uh, it would be a whole big thing with patent issues, so that... Maybe, but I wouldn't bet on it. All right, Jason. So, that happened. My so that happened is I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about because I forgot. So, we're just going to go with what I said yesterday. How you get three straight onside kicks and still lose a football game to give the Saints the ability to clinch the NFC South on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, isn't that pretty much been Atlanta's season in a nutshell, though? Underwhelming expectations. I, I was, I was really excited. I mean, three straight onside kicks. When uh, I think up to yesterday, only there was only two successful onside kicks mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the entire NFL, and then you had three straight onside kicks recovered by one team. That's that's pretty. That's pretty alarming stats. I mean, it's pretty cool. But you know, I'm not going to go on on a tangent and for 20 minutes while my co-host falls asleep like Eric did. So I'm just going to leave it at that. The the funny thing about that is that in the uh, at the end of the first game, at the end of the Lions-Bears game, they were talking about how few 
onside kicks well, there were correct. recovered, and they were talking about the potential of the new rule. Uh, do you correct. get? Do you guys think that this could change that at all? Real quick, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there a successful onside kick in the Lions Bears game as well? No, I don't believe so. I believe there 100% was. There was. And oh, yes. Yeah. One okay. of the onside kicks. And I honestly don't think they're going to change the rule. But I think what you're going to do is, and yes, this is the proper pronunciation of his name. I don't give a damn what you networks try to say to keep this up. Young Hoku going ahead and doing all of those trick shocks that he did, and you can see them on YouTube. That really helped because he executed those onside kicks perfectly for them to be recovered by the same player. And by the way, Jason, your original so that happened had to do with a certain workout in Atlanta. Thank you very much. Oh, that that was two weeks ago, which (laughs) proved the publicity stunt that was Colin Kaepernick doing the NFL workout was just that, a publicity stunt. People People forgot that he existed, so... He had to crawl out from underneath his rock, have a subpar showing, and proved why he doesn't have a job in the NFL. And I'm, I'm going to disagree with half I'm going to disagree as well. I'm going to say that actually, based on the sources of people that were there and people in attendance, Kaepernick looked like he could still play right now, especially given the quality of some of the starters in the NFL currently. Not well, to mention, this... it wasn't Kaepernick coming out. That was the NFL really doing it, and there was a lot of things behind the scenes that was a little bit of dirty pool. Well, the fact that they gave him, they allowed that allowed it to happen. Not one hundred percent. Hold on, hold on. And he chose to last minute move things no because with with all due respect jason and i apologize for cutting you off here with all due respect here i'm actually on eric's side of this one because i read the full espn article about everything there and the nfl properly fucked with kaepernick in order to set everything up here to make sure that the one that they set up wasn't entirely successful and did the espn article also mention what the yahoo article did about the particular waiver that the league wanted him to sign? Uh, wasn't it like in case like something happened that the NFL could not be held liable for anything? Well, that's the standard one that Kaepernick was willing to agree to. But the NFL added an extra clause, probably multiple in there, saying, you can do this and all this and that. We as the NFL and our teams do not have to sign you whatsoever. So... If anything had happened, the NFL would have had to easy out and say, well, hey, he signed this waiver. Don't come bitching to us. And there were a few other things in there that Kaepernick's camp really didn't like and who, according to other sources, was not 100% kosher to begin with. Uh, All I would say is if you believe, and y'all can call me the conspiracy theorist if you want, who is one of Sports Illustrator's major backers. CNN. No. CNN CNN owns Sports Illustrated. Harry's correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Phil Knight is also a backer of Sports Illustrated. 
Bill Knight isn't necessarily a backer of Sports Illustrated. Yes, he owns Nike, and Kaepernick was a, is a major client of Nike. And yes, Kaepernick did want Nike to go ahead and film there. But even if Nike did not, which they agreed to, the NFL initially said that they would provide media or allow media access at the workout at the Falcons practice facility in Flowery Branch. The NFL then quickly said, oh no, we never made that promise, nor do they provide any of the traditional, this is how the workout's going to be, these are the routes you're going to throw, these are the situations, like you would even for players performing at the Combine. None of that was provided. I'm going to add one more thing on this before we move on because I don't want this to overtake the rest of the show, and God knows it could. Mm -hmm. The other thing that happened with the NFL that really fucked with the Kyle Kaepernick thing here is they scheduled this workout for a Saturday when everyone knows that traditional Mm -hmm. NFL workouts are on Tuesday. Yep. Also correct. So don't get me wrong. The NFL set Kaepernick up to fail here. The fact that Kaepernick looked as impressive as he did during the workout states to the shape that he has kept himself in. Mm-hmm. I still don't know personally if he's worth the public relations disaster that probably accompanies him. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. That's mm-hmm. that, that's the problem that he has is that the teams that would the teams that would be willing to sign him probably don't because they can handle the circus probably don't need him and the teams that need him don't want to sign him because they don't want to deal with the circus well there was talk going around there funny that you asked that there was talk going around last year until Allen finally started stepping up into his role as the new starter that he there that the bills may have had an interest in kaepernick i don't think the bills would want to have to deal with the media circus though we talked about that on the show last year, and yeah. I specifically said, as a Buffalo Bills fan, I want no part of the controversy that is Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, and personally, we even mentioned, as a Jaguars fan, I wouldn't mind, because we've dealt with media circuses before, but ownership and the front office are on polar opposite sides when it comes to that, so I knew it wasn't going to happen. Now, if there's a change in the front office, that opens up some new debates. All right, let's go ahead and move on here because there's still a bunch of stuff to get to, and we could do another hour on the whole Kaepernick discussion. And my my so that happened is uh, pretty newsworthy as well. All right, Bisco, hit us. So, the ending of the Steelers... And Bengals, or and Browns game rather. Two weeks ago, for those yes, wondering, two we weeks did ago. not do a show last week. Miles Garrett tries to sack Mason Rudolph, hold holds him for a little bit too long, kind of throws him down to the ground. A scuffling ensues between the two on the ground, and Miles Garrett proceeds to rip off Mason Rudolph's helmet. And try to throw it at him. He did not try to throw it at him. He hit him with it. Well, he tried to hit him with it. No, not no, he didn't try. try. He, he hit him upside he, the he, head with it. 
Okay, all the angles I saw, the one angle I saw, it looked like it glanced off of him, and no, no if, straight if, up. Flat out, if, flat, if flat out hit the crown of his head. Okay. He 100% yeah. bonked him on top of the head with that helmet. Yeah. So, that chaos ensues at the end of the game. Um, Pouncey gets involved, and the, a bunch of Steelers players proceed to take... Uh, Garrett down and basically punch him down. Uh, yeah, all hell broke loose in that game. Okay. And multiple suspensions. With all due respect, Brandon, let's actually discuss what happened here because your version of the story is slightly slanted. Garrett hits, or excuse me, yeah, Garrett hits Rudolph as Rudolph lets go of the ball. Admittedly, mm-hmm. Rudolph had let go of the ball a little bit before Garrett hit him. Garrett did not need to take Rudolph down yeah. the way that he did. It basically amounted to a belly-to-belly suplex, the wrestling mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Garrett and Rudolph exchange unpleasantries on the ground. What was or wasn't said is up for debate. I will not speculate because it is none of my concern as far as that matter goes. However, you do clearly see Mason Rudolph trying to rip Miles Garrett's helmet oh, off. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Garrett is pulled off of Rudolph by his teammate, Larry Obenjobi. Rudolph gets up off of the ground, pissed off, possibly understandably, not sure, still probably taking umbrage to the way that he was tackled, and goes after Garrett again. Garrett snaps and goes after Rudolph just the same, ripping Rudolph's helmet off and literally smacking him on the top of the head with Mm -hmm. it. Like, he could not have swung that more accurately if he tried. He bonked him square on the top of the head. It is at that point that Marquise Pouncey comes in with the mother of all two pieces to put Miles Garrett on the ground and then kicks at him as well before Pouncey is pulled back by teammates and by other officials as Open Joby comes in and hits Rudolph again as Rudolph is trying to get back at Garrett. I didn't see that last part. That's oh, why. Oh yeah. That's why Open Joby got two games. Mm. Originally three, reduced to yeah. two. The point being here is this is an embarrassment for the National Football League. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what was said. I don't give a fuck who said what to who. You are professional athletes playing a game for a living that kids watch and look up to. Mm-hmm. I get the whole Charles Barkley, I'm not a role model thing, but guess what? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You are regardless. Yeah. And something like that has no business happening in a professional setting. I stand by the conversation we had in the group chat when it happened. Mm-hmm. Garrett's season should have been over. Pouncey should have gotten four for throwing the punches and the kicks. Open mm-hmm. Joby and Rudolph should have both gotten two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I slightly disagree. Okay, go I ahead. think the, the only one that should be able to feel, I agree with three out of the four. The only one that I disagree with is Pouncey. And I hate the Steelers. Pouncey did not see, I, Pouncey was defending his quarterback. And we Granted. had that discussion in the group chat. Yes, I understand yeah. why he did what he did, but at the same time as a at the same time as a professional athlete, you can't throw hands in the middle of a game. And not to mention you've gotten people ejected and suspended previously 
for throwing punches. And as a part of our conversation, I said the NFL is setting a terrible look for not suspending Rudolph, but I mm. figured they wouldn't because quarterbacks are their holy grail. Yeah. See, but this is the 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 like I said, I I I'm going to defend Pouncey and God, I hate saying I'm going to defend the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers. But, and a Florida Gator. <laughs> oh God, uh, it's not so much to care about that. But Pouncey, if if I if I could if I remember correctly, Pouncey did not see how everything transpired. He just seen the tail end and went to defend his quarterback from what was going on. Granted, yeah, should he have thrown hands? No, but you also got to take into account. What was going on? Now let's let's go back to what started it all. If Rudolph would have ripped the helmet off of Garrett, what do you think would have happened? I think Garrett would have beat his ass right down there on the ground. And yeah, and crushed him. Garrett would not have missed. And this is what this is the uh, part two of what I'm thinking. Mason Rudolph's how big? Maybe six one two thirty five, maybe, if that. I can get you height and weight measurements. Go ahead and continue your point, and I'll answer that question. All right, Miles Garrett's a big motherfucker. One hundred percent. I'm six one two seventy. I'm not going to step to Miles Garrett. Um. You were so, close. You had his weight right at two thirty-five, but he's six, six foot five. five. Uh, damn, Mason yes. Rudolph five. Yes. <laughs> damn, I was thinking he was like six one six two. Damn. No, well, that's more Baker Mayfield, Kyle Murray territory, and even that's being. Yeah, I'm six. I'm hell. I'm six one. That's why I was thinking he was uh, about my my stature. Fun fact. But still. Real quick, fun fact: the Steelers' backup, Ducky Hodges, is six foot one. <laughs> but still, you know, common sense has to weigh in. You go at a mountain of a man. It, it's like it, it's like I was always told, you know, pick your battles. Okay, I, what I think happened in Rudolph's head is. He's seen his teammates trying to get between him, and he was wanting to play the hero and look like a tough guy. What he got was the Darwin effect and got crept, cranked by a helmet and then turned around and tries to play the victim. Pouncey didn't go after him. He went at Pouncey. Pouncey defended himself, and he was just trying to give Rudolph's helmet back to him. All right, real quick here, I want to touch on one other part of the story, and it's a sensitive part, so let's try to tread as lightly as possible here, if we can. During Miles Garrett's appeal hearing, Garrett claimed that he was incited due to the fact that Mason Rudolph used a certain six-letter word that rhymes with trigger to describe him. See, I would have just said, yeah, he used the hard R. Everybody would have known what that meant. Mm -hmm. that, that works, too. Mm -hmm. Regardless, do you think it actually happened? If it did, does it change your opinion? Miles Garrett. 
Huh? He... No, that's the R word. When mm-hmm. I say hard R, I mean something else. Yes. And also as a fun fact, uh, Mason Rudolph's actually taller than Miles Garrett. Garrett's only 6'4". He does way more 271. Hmm. Regardless. God. Yeah. So I'm the size of fucking Miles Garrett? <laughs> no. Garrett's 6'4", you're 6'1". Sit down, shorty. Anyway. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, because I'm 273. Yeah, so you're, yeah, as but, tall, you're as tall as Ducky Hodges, and you weigh as much as Miles Garrett. Yeah, there but at, you the go. Same, at the same time, though, Miles Garrett is mostly muscle. Yours mm-hmm. is mostly beer. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're 273, but you've got about, what, 180 pounds of rippling muscle? <laughs> Big difference right. there. Right. Exactly. The only thing rippling is the fucking rolls I have. Okay, back to my question at, at hand here. Um, the rumor is that Mason called him the word that ends in er. Yes. I'm going to say this. If it did happen, it really wouldn't have changed my perception a bunch. I would have understood why Miles Derrick did it, but I would have still chalked him up as having the first of now two indefinite suspensions handed down by the NFL, Josh Shaw now being the second. We'll talk about him in a few seconds. Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic reverb. But given the timing of when Garrett mentioned it, I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't think it happened. It wouldn't surprise me if I was proven wrong, but given the position of the referee, given the players that were mic'd, and how referees are taught to throw flags if they even hear anything untoward. That rule's been in place a few years now. If it happened, we would have known about it either on the spot or within the immediate 24 hours after the fact. Mm-hmm. And, so, cor- and no. correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't, most, if not all, of the quarterbacks or a lot of the players wear mics now because of, you know, for, you know, TV and whatnot? Yes. Inside the NFL. Yeah. Or the, the, the behind the NFL one show that they do on NFL Network. Here's my thought in this year. I'm, I'm going to do this real quick here. Jason, I want your thoughts as well. Um, my thought on this is simple. One, if he did say it, Rudolph, would, it would have been found out. Because mm-hmm. with all of the microphones that are hot on a football field during the course of a game, specifically on various players, it would have been picked up by somebody. If it actually did happen, and I don't think it did personally, but if it actually did happen, well, I don't blame Miles Garrett for his reaction. But at the same time, there is a level of professionalism that is still expected in the world of sports mm-hmm. that he would have violated by using a piece of the protective equipment as a weapon. Completely agree. I, I understand the incitement, and I 100% get it, but you're still violating an unwritten rule of using somebody's protective equipment as a weapon against them. All right, this is my take on it. Uh, I don't side with him. I don't agree with him. But if it happened, I understand why it happened. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. simply, simply put, I mean... You know, in this, especially in this culture, I mean, 
Uh, being the senior citizen of the podcast, I mean, I think I could speak this a little bit more because, you know, uh, I, this culture is not like the culture I grew up in. Um, there's, you know, so I'm going to speak on this and I, I'm going to get real serious for like two minutes or so. The state of affairs and the United States right now, there's a great divide again, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Whether people want to admit to it or not, there is a divide. People like us, we don't see that divide. But going back to a previous discussion here, when people use that divide as a social platform, it creates a lot of a lot of more issues. So things like this, you know, instead of a heat of a moment thing, get misconstrued and you throw, you know, I'm going to say it, say it, you throw the race card whenever you get the opportunity to try to be a social justice warrior and try to define actions. You know, it goes both ways. Um, 100%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, rather than taking things at face value, things are always getting getting manipulated to better uh, uh, one gender or another. Mm -hmm. And I cannot stand that. Growing up, and to this day, I do not see color. I treat you exactly how how you you treat me. It's a reciprocation. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what I teach my daughter. I teach my daughter, you know, I'm raising a daughter in a society. She sees how things are misconstrued. I try to teach her to be better than that, to not put a a tone or filter on the world to be just a decent human. And that's what we have lost sight of in this world. Not only as human beings, but as athletes, as sports figures, as actors, actresses. Even to your point, even as sports fans, we've come to the point where exacerbation of a situation becomes almost our immediate go-to. Mm -hmm. where, and, where things and, are being made worse by actions rather than attempting to find common ground in order to settle that great divide. Go ahead and continue your thought, Jason, and then I'll have a few other things to say. And, you know, it, it, really, you know, it really disheartened me that, you know, being from the medical field, that kind of strike could have been very damaging. Mm -hmm. uh, I, can, I, can, I can hate... A Pittsburgh Steeler. I can hate the team, but when it comes to a traumatic brain injury that that could have caused, that could easily cause a TBI. It could have caused a brain bleed. It could have caused a severe Yeah, I mean, you know, that could have caused a clot, a blood clot that we might not see effects of a year from now. You know, every it goes back to the old law of physics. Every action has an equal and opportunity reaction. Just because you don't see damage doesn't mean it's there. It isn't there. Look at all the concussion protocols that people go through. Look at all the, the a perfect example, Junior Seau. All the concussions he went through. And then they studied his brain and seen so much damage 
in there that went untreated. A good thing. We talk about this almost every week. Antonio Brown. I still think that he had he had a small brain bleed that caused a change in his cognitive cognitive behavior. Even Aaron uh, Hernandez. Uh-huh. Yeah. After his death, everything you know what, went on in his brain. And you know what pisses me off too about this whole situation, though. You guys know this. We've we've been doing this show long enough that you guys know where I'm from. I live in Youngstown, Ohio. It is a small border town up near the northeast edge of Ohio, southwest corner of Pennsylvania here, where I am almost an exact distance in between both Cleveland and Pittsburgh. We are what is considered a dual market in the National Football League. I have friends on both sides of the border, especially with my involvement in professional wrestling. I have made friends on both sides of the border. The sad thing is, though, is all of these people making these jokes about this situation, and specifically the swinging of the helmet, not understanding just how dangerous that could be. Yes, Garrett swinging that helmet, while it may have been chuckle-worthy to some, like Jason said, could have had devastating, lifelong effects on Mason Rudolph. James Harrison handing out concussions like they were like they were Halloween candy to people will have devastating lifelong ramifications on people's lives. The the problem just because it's a rivalry game doesn't give you the right to act like a fucking asshole. Exactly. Also, go Penguins and hashtag Big Thirty (laughs) Three. The the thing. The problem that I see, and and unfortunately, as a result of this, it won't. This this won't. This type of thing won't end. While yes, everyone who is talking about it maybe can maybe uh maybe attacking it maybe you know may not be condoning it maybe you know saying it should never happen again, it was a horrible thing to have happen, people are still talking. And that's all the NFL, I think, really cares about. And the NFL especially, uh, I would say the NHL as well, even though on the outside they say, oh, we need to get the big hits out of the game, we need to get all this out of the game, Internally, that is the game. That is what football was based on. You know, in no matter how modern and how sophisticated humanity gets, we will always still have this animalistic nature of wanting to see that violence. I will agree with you on the NFL, although now really isn't the time to be talked about for that, especially with the CBA coming up. But I'm going to disagree with you on the NHL because they've really gotten the emphasis of, yes, you've got some of the hits, but they've taken out a lot of the fights. And it's gone back to the speed and skill and especially ticking up towards the offense like NHL fans haven't seen during the golden age of the entirety of the 1980s all the way up through the lockout in 94. Mm -hmm. So if you really wanted to do something about it, you could, leagues have, 
But I do agree with you to the fact that the NFL, I don't think they want to, but I also think they should because this is potentially another topic that's going to come up come next season and going into 2021. Yes, and that's why I think they probably took harsher steps this time than I think if they weren't in a CBA year, they would have otherwise, potentially. Right. Can I just make one simple thought on can I just make one more simple thought on this and yep. then we'll move on here? It boils down to one thing that Jason said. It is golden rule philosophy. Mm-hmm. Treat others how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Don't be a dick. Thank you. Or be named Steven. <laughs> kind of helps to or work with B-dubs would be named Steven the washer's dishes and gets fired from that job uh, levity thy name is kickoff <laughs> alright you know that, hold on I want to just throw this out there that was the first time we've got like legitimately serious about a topic in a very long time yeah oh no I'm 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 gonna pull actually a couple of the questions that I had planned for a little bit later because of the discussion we just mm-hmm. had there. Two of the discussions from this from this show that happened actually went on longer than anticipated. So I'm gonna actually pull my a uh, couple of my questions I have later, and I'm gonna focus on the story that Eric brought up. But let's real quick finish show that happened because I have one of my own that I'm gonna get your guys' thoughts on. It is NFL related, but of a much lighter nature. Earl Thomas has pulled off his best Joe Namath impression. I'm sure you guys may have seen this on ESPN. Yes. Eric, you know what I'm referring to? I actually do not. This is a pleasant surprise. I know what you're referring to. I don't know exactly what he said, though. Earl Thomas was asked about the upcoming game against the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Earl Thomas said that, yes, I've heard they look pretty good. Whoever we play in the Super Bowl... They better be ready, though. Oh. Was he laying by a pool? Was he wearing shades? And was this in Miami? Um, not sure. Don't think so. And probably not. But at the same time, it doesn't make it any less stupid. Earl Thomas, I have two words for you that your coach is going to absolutely fucking hate. Are you ready? Those two words are Bulletin board. I was just going to say three words, kiss of death, but those work too. You have literally given ammunition to every team in the AFC that wants to take the Ravens down a peg. In addition to every team in the NFC that wants to make a statement at the Ravens' expense throughout the rest of the season. For Not the to mention, record. this is extra fuel for the evil empire. Belichick uh-huh. is probably just sitting there, pulled up his hood, and went out into a damn blizzard. Thanks, Earl Thomas. And for the record, Mr. Thomas, y'all couldn't get the job done when you were in Seattle. You couldn't get the job done leaving Seattle properly. What makes you think that your storyline is going to be any different now that you're in Baltimore? Your defense is really, really good. Do not get me wrong. And frankly, the game next Sunday scares me as a Bills fan. That being said, 
Buffalo is nine and three and a half a game behind you in the standings right now. The last thing you needed to do is give us more of a one to, especially when the game is in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, and I've said this to Bills fans when I've encountered. Or not Bills fans, Ravens fans, rather, when I've encountered them. How how well has Bill Belichick played against uh, running quarterbacks? Well, I mean, they did just beat... They did, they did just lose to the Ravens earlier this season. It's New England's only loss. 37-20. But... Cat, this I feel like this will be the opposite of what happened in 2007 with the Giants. The the Patriots, Bill Belichick will watch that tape ad nauseum and see what did we do wrong and how can we fix it against one Lamar Jackson. Now, and I don't think that they will be able to do it twice. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. That 37-20 to 20 victory was at M&T Bank in Baltimore, yes? Correct. Yeah. If things stand as they are... Baltimore goes to Foxborough. And you really think, even with what Bisco just said on top of that, you think he's going to go down in Foxborough <laughs> no. with another Super Bowl right come on because yes not only do you got the bills behind you they're also trying to gun for the Patriots that are right ahead of you and they want to stay ahead of you Jesus Christ on a cracker I part of me appreciates the moxie but let's be honest, that's a really fucking dumb statement to make at this point of the season. Oh, if yeah. I'm, if I'm Malcolm Butler, I would have just been like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Y'all, where well, is, I remember. <laughs> where is Malcolm Butler? Isn't he in Tennessee these days? He is. Hmm. He is. Good to know. All right, let's move on. So as I mentioned, I had a couple of questions set up here. I will ask this one real quick because I do want to get this one in the college question. It's the quickest of the three. Eric, which rivalry game do you look forward to the most? For this, especially this weekend, Iron Bowl. I've seen way too many classics in these past few years. Are they Are they or are they not at Jordan Hare this year? I think they are. I believe it's in Jordan Hare. Brandon, same question. Which college football rivalry game do you look forward to the most? Um, I think just because of the tradition of it and everything, I think I gotta go with Oklahoma or not Oklahoma, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. Jason, college football rivalry game, are you looking forward to the most? The Kentucky Buckets versus the West Virginia Hootals. We're coming for you this year. Uh, I'm hearing Vegas is giving Kentucky six. <laughs> uh, it, the line has dropped to five and three quarters. <laughs> Damn, Asian right. hand- Damn Asian handicaps. I got to call Colonel Sanders and let him know. 
At least he didn't call them Oriental handicaps. Oh. Jesus, Jim Ross. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, the odds are a little slanted, okay? Oh, <laughs> The views and opinions of Jim, never mind. Yeah, about to say, because you started it. Yeah, um, really. Okay, you, 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 that, you threw that softball right to me. It was like, go ahead. Just, just uh, do it. Okay. Um, as much as I want to be a homer and say Florida, Florida State, let's be honest, Florida, Florida State hasn't been relevant since the early 2000s. I have to agree with Eric. I think Auburn, Alabama is the one that provides the juiciest matchup this year. Mm-hmm. And I specifically think that because Auburn's going to be looking to knock Alabama out of the discussion for the college football playoff once and for all this Saturday. Well, I'm going to have to agree with Bisco. I mean, the Michigan Ohio State game is probably. My favorite one to watch. But I've seen the early, you know, since I had to work today, you know, I had a little time in between, you know, actually doing work and, you know, screwing around. I looked at the early uh, bowl predictions. And um, as it sits right now, there could be a very interesting matchup of um, an Oklahoma-Alabama game. I'm not going to lie. That would intrigue me. I would be very intrigued to watch that. That, that would be must-see TV. You know what right pisses there. me off? I just had an opportunity to look at some of the uh, ESPN predictions, and you know who they're predicting for the Outback Bowl game, Eric? Who? Florida versus Penn State. Oh! You, you, that would be it. Gonna oh, go ahead and... Go ahead, you know Jason. Who, you know who's not going ball to it this year? Mm. West Virginia. Aren't you, you know who? You, you know what West Virginia done tonight? They made sure TCU ain't going to a bowl either. Yeah, beating TCU, both teams finish at five and seven. Well, technically speaking, depending on how many teams end up at or above 500, it'll determine. Do you really think that West Virginia has enough of an academic standard to qualify? (laughs) Let's Um, be realistic here. Hold on, hold on. Uh, They went into Kansas State and beat Kansas State, the team that beat Oklahoma. No, 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 no. no. You're you're misplacing their resume versus their academic standard, which determines which five and seven teams make it. It's the schools with it's the schools with the highest graduating percentage. Well, we graduate a lot, just not legally. Exactly. The NCAA does not help. Actually, you know, um, West West Virginia would is actually up for academically and they are the number one party school in America. Yeah, the number one party school. But uh, Jason, you have to graduate the students in 4 years, not 7. <laughs> you just said graduate, you didn't say time period. Yes, the time period matters. You did not specify that, so we. Uh, you guys just broke it again. This is this is this is coming from a guy whose school's most notably known for the convicts that went there. <laughs> Why do you think when I see if we go five and seven, I know our asses ain't going, and honestly, we don't deserve to. 
damn Butch Davis and Marlon Sparks. I wanted to punch Derek Teeter in the face. <laughs> Eric, that should be your get it together. Yeah, it is. It, I'll get to it. I'll get okay. to it. Okay. Okay. Good to know. All right. Let's get back to the other question at hand here. So Brandon kind of casually brought this up earlier. Eric is kind of expert on this situation. And we no longer endorse my bookie. So, you know, shit happens. That being said, there is an NFL player who was on the injured reserve this year. I believe you said his name was Joshua Shaw. Yes. Played all of zero snaps this season. On the injured reserve with the Arizona Cardinals who has been kicked out of the NFL until at least the end of next season for betting on football games the same way Pete Rose bet on baseball. Here is my question for you guys. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. If you can have no direct influence on the game itself, is it still necessarily a bad thing to bet on the games? Eric? Yeah. Yes. Look at Paul Horning. Notre Dame Heisman Trophy winner, the only one on a losing team as the Irish went to an eight. Pete Rozelle banned him the entire 1963 season for gambling. Detroit Lions defensive lineman Alex Karras kicked out for a season for gambling. Colts quarterback in Baltimore and Indianapolis, Art Schlichter, who resurrected his career in the early days of the Arena Football League. He was busted to the point to where he bet his entire $350,000 signing bonus and got caught because he couldn't pay off his bookies. And there was another player, too. I forget his name. But, yes. Eric, can I ask a quick question here? Shoot. Slichter or Schleister? I think it's, I, it might be pronounced Schleister. S-C-H-L-I-E-S-T-E-R? Oh, uh, not quite. I think it's S-C-H-L-I-C-H. Let me double check that. Yeah, S-C-H-L-I-C-H-T-E-R. I believe it's pronounced Schleister. Okay, but yes, same guy. Um, Jason, if you can't have any influence over a way the game's outcome is portrayed here, does it really matter if you're placing bets? Yeah, I guess. I mean, because you can, I, you can influence the game. Technically, I mean, even the fifty-third man on the team has a role on this team. They could go out and trip, and you know, take a knee out and ensure that you know the bet goes their way. I mean. You, they can still influence it one way or another. Or Do I think that he should be punished? No, because he's a dumb fuck. And, you know, if you're going to fucking bed, do it the way I do secretly and use your wife's name and her account, not your own. Okay. They could still track that to you. Yeah. Lest we forget App Operation Slap Shop with Wayne Gretzky. Hey, if I tell her the money to bet, it has no fingerprints on me. Uh, again, they could still track that, and also I can remind you, even in Australia, with the Australian Football League, they have strict rules to where even if your family, even if your family makes a bet, 
you cannot give out any information, anything of the sort, you will be suspended, and players have been suspended just as recently as this season. And honestly, you need to tell other people, like you said with the 53rd guy, say I'm the third-string long snapper. I'm in a bit of a pinch and place a bet. I call my old college teammate of mine that place a bet on where I'm placing a bet on his team and say, hey, X, Y, Z, this is a line and everything, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's influence. Even if I say I get my wife or one of the women that I have different dealings with and say, hey, you want to double your money? We'll work something out, blah, blah, blah. That still comes back to me. Not necessarily. That's why you learn American Sign Language. <laughs> they can't track you that way. Do you have any idea how many sign language interpreters there really are and people that could be hired and do this as a job? If you're doing it, that's uh, you learn pig Latin sign language. <laughs> what the hell? I'm not even going to ask. No. Nope. Hold on. I got. No. I got a question. I, I got a question. Okay, I got a question. That's gimmick infringement. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legitimate question. Uh, uh, All right. Okay. About that. Do you think Chewbacca has pecs or just like a roll of teats going down him? Oh, God. Since he's a male, I would say more pecs. The yeah. female of the species would have the rolls of teats. Yes. How do you know? All, all I'm all I'm saying is, is I don't care much about Star Wars. I never have. I never will. Nothing will convince me otherwise. But Baby Yoda is goddamn adorable. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's a legitimate question. The right, cutest fifty-year-old creature I've ever seen. But going <laughs> back to actual sports, the Great, good news is for Joshua Shaw. He is eligible for reinstatement, but he gets to meet with Commissioner Goodell February 15th, 2021. Yeah, so he's going to be out at least until the 2021 season. Great. That some bitch could get back in the league the day after my birthday. <laughs> uh, Brandon, um, your thoughts on a non-active player betting on the league? Here's the thing, and I don't know... I, I know every player, especially retired players, talk about how, you know, football's a brotherhood. A lot of people know each other from various things and whatnot, so they can have a lot of influence. But as long as he's not betting a, either for or against his own team, and or he did not have insider information, then I would say there is that kind of slippery slope where there is the potential that he could do it without any problems. But like we've talked about, there is that very slippery slope because you don't know how much information he has. Uh, you know, you don't know who he knows. Uh, so... Overall, I'd probably say that just to be on the safe side, it's probably not a good idea and probably shouldn't be allowed that players or any personnel within uh, the NFL uh, can bet on any ga any NFL games. 
but to play devil's advocate, you you don't know how much influence or how much knowledge that person has. Now, it has not been released publicly whether or not he bet on Cardinals games. But reports have mentioned it's possible and that is and was part of the investigation that was kept quiet. We, okay, may, I... we won't know immediately. We may never know. But from some of the preliminary reporting, yes, he has bet on Cardinals games. I cannot confirm that, however. Okay, if he's betting on games involving his own team, Pete Rose's ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boot him. Plain and simple. Boot him. If he's betting on games that his team isn't involved in, I don't see the issue, honestly. But then again, he's a guy on injured reserve, not around the team on a regular basis, so it's not like he's going to have a ton of inside information one way or the other. Regardless, it's a stupid move on behalf of a professional athlete, and I'm really not surprised that the NFL is trying to keep its house in order by getting rid of him before this situation gets worse. Now, to be fair to him... We need to move on and make it quick. Let me just say this one more thing. To be fair to him, I don't know, you guys would know better than I would, does the NFL have the same sort of thing as the MLB does, where it is a zero-tolerance policy, they have the signs all around the clubhouse, all of that? Or is it much more loosely? And it's been previous precedent dating back to the 60s. You're out for a year, first defense. No matter how much you bet, no matter who it was, you gamble on football, you are suspended. Then then he's an idiot. All right, let's move on here. I'm a survivor. Um, so you know how I gave an honorable mention to the Detroit Lions for my dud? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The throne is tied at six with me and Eric because the Lions couldn't beat the fucking redacted. <laughs> <laughs> Selfie! Thank you, Dwayne Haskins. Eat a dick, you Ohio State bitch. Anyway. All right, so coming into this episode here, I'm on a zero-match winning streak. Brandon is on a two-match winning streak. Eric is on a two-match winning streak. Jason is up to four currently. Jason! You have the best out of the leader. You have the best streak currently. You go first here. Who's your survivor pick for the week? That's a good fucking question. Let me find it. Oh uh, yeah, I take it the Chiefs. Kansas <laughs> City to, over to, Oakland. Yeah, I'm I'm going out on a limb and taking Kansas City over Oakland. It's, it's you know, tough, Oakland, it was a tough call. Oakland's actually attempting picket plus ten though. <laughs> These, Who says I don't hedge my bets again? Dun dun dun! Well, you Dramatic did. Reverb. I did. I did, and I just said, "Who says I didn't?" Okay. <laughs> um, that takes us to Brandon, who's up next after since he has the tie with Eric. Uh, I am taking the Eagles against against the redacted, I believe. Or no, wait, excuse me. Uh, they're playing Miami. Yes, Miami. There we go. Thank you. Oh, so so you're back on the strategy of pick whoever's playing the Dolphins? Yep. 
I mean, decent strategy, I suppose. All I'm going to say, I'm just going to point this out. Fitzmagic is actually in the top five in fantasy football quarterbacks since they got their shit together and got that first win. They, he is placed in the top five in fantasy. Throwing that out there. We'd have a fantasy football show, but I can't get Brandon to commit. Well, I will take the same opportunity to tell you that Jarrett Goff is also fifth in the league in passing yards right now, and his team is playing like crap. In fairness, Jameis Winston is second in the league in passing yards, so fantasy points aren't necessarily the most telling statistic. Only on FanDuel, which, thank you, Lamar. Thank you for a wonderful two-week run I'm on. All right, Eric, you're up. Who's your... Who's your I'm a survivor pick? Speaking of Lamar, speaking of big games, yeah, I am going to go out on a bit of a limb. Yes, I know who they're playing, but I also know when it is. And I also know the Niners' defense and having issues against more mobile quarterbacks. Just look at Russell Wilson on Monday Night Football. I'm picking the Ravens. Oh, that's fucked up. Matthew Stafford only played in eight games this year. He's still a top 20 passing yard quarterback in the NFL. Well, we'll look at when you pass through a lot of yards. I mean, like his when nickname is, he's Stat Padford. All right. My pick for the week is Green Bay. Um, I actually have to quickly look up who Green Bay is playing. Giants. I forgot. Oh, well, that answers that question. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Not sorry. I'm just going to throw this out real quick. i just seen this. Wide receiver Colin Kaepernick's workout gets NFL audition. Oh, Still oh, oh, interested in Kaepernick. Wow. Wasn't just, one of his receivers at that audition uh, 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 Eric Reed, the safety? For I Houston? I think he was. Yes, because they had mentioned him talking about it in the locker room after the game. All right. We've covered Kaepernick enough on the show. Let's move on here. We got two more segments to get to, and we're coming up one an hour and a half. So let's get through let's get through these. Brandon, get it together. My get it together for this week is the Lions. For not only blowing their loss or blowing the lead that they had last yesterday but also for doing what they did last week, which was also blowing a lead and proceeding to lose to the Redacted. Stupid fucking fuckers <laughs> See, I'm, I'm helping you out, Harry. I'm telling them to get it together. Well, now I don't want them to get it together. Now I want them to lose every game for the rest of the That gives them a better draft pick. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, Jason, get it together. I get it together is the Dallas Cowboys, who still employ Jason Garrett after his. <laughs> that, mean, uh, that mean you shared wow. the group with straight fire. Yeah, I, I mean, um, Mr. Coach Klein is probably the uh, only guy that could secure a coaching job longer than Jason Garrett with a losing record. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Johnson 
had two losing seasons and he and he won multiple Super Bowls for the Cowboys and got fired and Jason Garrett can't even I think he's won two playoff one playoff game in his tenure. I'm thinking it's only one in his tenure as Cowboys head coach. Once. Last one last year against Seattle. Because I know they only have like two or three playoff wins since '96. Since '96, so they only have three playoff wins since their last Super Bowl victory, and their most, the only playoff win that Jason Garrett has is the one against Seattle last year. And he's still employed. I mean, like I, like I said, Jason Garrett, Jerry Jones said, clap on. And I think at the end of the season, he's going to say, clap off. Um, stat for you, because I was actually looking this up here because I was obviously I look for stats related to the Bills and stuff. Sean McDermott has become the first Buffalo coach since Wade Phillips to have multiple winning seasons. Wade Phillips had two winning seasons in three years, and he got fired in Buffalo. To be fair to uh, Jerry Jones. What he said as to the reasoning for why he wasn't going to fire Jason Garrett does make a little bit of sense, especially with how mediocre the NFC East is. If they still have the opportunity of making the playoffs, do you really want to make a change and potentially have that influence your playoff run? And that's what I said about the fact that if... That's what I said about the fact that if they win the NFC East and then if they do sneak out a victory in the in the postseason, they're going to keep him around for another year. Oh yeah, definitely. But no, he's Jerry Jones has already came out and said that Garrett is his guy and that he is going to stick with him beyond this year. Oh, I thought I just saw that he was sticking with him for the remainder of the season. All right, let's. Let's move on here. Eric, get it together. My get it together. Listen, I was never a fan of Marlins Park, really, to be built to begin with. Miami is shown. They're a soccer town. They're a football town. But when it comes to baseball, even though the Marlins have won two World Series, they're pretty ambivalent and for good reason. So... When I found out that the hallowed ground that was the Orange Bowl was going to be demolished, I was understandably extremely pissed off. How the Marlins have been in Marlins Park since then made me even more pissed off. And the fact that there was backdoor politics to where Marlins Park even got built made me even more pissed off. So imagine my kind of delight that Miami and FIU, which we usually bitch smack both on the scoreboard, and if you go back in the day on the field as well, with a bit of regularity, was going to be at Marlins Park, still on those same hallowed grounds. I saw that game with Miami players on Miami's old spot with Miami's old coach, Butch Davis. It would have been amazing had the Hurricanes won, but no. It was a terrible start. And as I said to Harry in our group chat, we couldn't get to the quarterback. We couldn't defend on the outside. We couldn't stop the running game. Quarterbacks really couldn't throw until the end. 
we wound up losing 30 to 24. Coach Diaz, I love you. I love that you came running from Temple to come back home when Mark Rick retired. But for God's sake, for recruiting, for any respectability, for everything that is Hurricanes football, get it together. Because there's going to be a lot of repercussions after this L. We don't take L's like this. No, 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 we don't. No, we don't. Nope, can't do it. I am not bitter. I no longer want to punch Derek Jeter in the face. I know he had nothing to do with this. Although, although why in God's name that was an FIU home game? No, 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 no. It's Thanksgiving. I've got cake. I've got banana. Technically, it's it's Black Black Friday. Well, technically, it's Saturday because it just passed midnight here on the East Coast. (laughs) Oh, shit. Not to mention Black Friday's name. You can thank Philadelphia for that, for their police and Army-Navy, but that's a squid bit for another week. Army-Navy is December 14th. I'm sure we'll have full coverage of that game, much the same way we did last year, where we devoted an entire segment to it. Or can I say we respect the military around these parts? Moving on. Unlike some people. Um. Yeah, three points. You are a wild card contender in the American Football Conference, and you score three points. You score three points against the fucking Jets. Oakland, what the fuck? Again, it was in Jersey. And it's Oakland. You're in the middle of a playoff race and an opportunity to give that city one final nice little memory before y'all asses haul off to Las Vegas next season. What the actual fuck happened? I'll tell you what happened. Overconfidence happened. Derek Carr thought that he was a better quarterback than Derek Carr is happened. John Gruden realized that his ass should probably still be calling games on Monday Night Football instead of coaching in the NFL with his age still happening. And, and saving us the, the torture that is Booger McFarland? Hey, uh, Booger McFarland minus the Booger Mobile. Let's be specific. Um, I mean, it could be worse, Brandon. I mean, after all, now here's the guy. <laughs> Fucking Collinsworth. Anyway. My point being for Oakland is how in the world can you justify considering yourself anything resembling a legitimate postseason contender when you are getting blown out by 31 points to the two-win New York Jets? Harry, Uh, need need I remind you, Cleveland. (laughs) Hey, they had four wins coming into that game. You shut your whore mouth. No, but the fact that they're a playoff contender at five and six, given the dumpster fire that Cleveland is, so hey, 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 they won't win the goddamn division. How? Baltimore's laughing. Mathematically, how they're going to win the division? Hey, I don't know, but by God, they're going to. Hey, as long as as long as I'm right, and the Steelers don't make the playoffs and finish third in the division. Which is really fucking possible. Well, I have a girlfriend who's a Steelers fan, so I'm still kind of rooting for them. Not to mention when you've got Doug Hodges in the 21st century, amazing things could happen with Pittsburgh. 
Ducky, Ducky, Ducky. Sounds like an episode of NCIS up in this bitch. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I swear to God, Abby shows up, I'm leaving all you fuckers behind. <laughs> we wouldn't blame you. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into are you serious for the final part? She's only hot. She's only hot on that show. Like in real life, she's not that hot. But on NCIS, she's like really hot. Like you know, I don't, you, you know who was, the, you know who was the most smoking heart hot part of that show though, Coda De Pablo. See, I don't. Zivo was, really... was an absolute smoke show. Oh God, yeah, yeah I'm not denying that either. See, it I, just does nothing for me. But it's like the chick um, from uh, Criminal Minds. Um, the uh, the the assistant to um the, to the main the guy. Glasses? Yeah, like the the computer chick. Yeah, the oh, mm. glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, she, like, on the show, I think she's attractive. But, like, in real life, I don't. Part of it was the glasses and the look. I could see that. Uh, actually, actually, I think part of it is she reminds me a lot of my wife. <laughs> I'm she not talking just... this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying the personality reminds me a lot of Amber. Don't watch this one. I have no, no Eric, part of this. Eric has no dog in this fight. He wants no part of it. <laughs> nope. You're All right. Your own. Uh, real quick, real quick here. Let's do it. Getting to know the kickoff, and then we'll get to the um, to the are you serious bits here. Favorite TV show female personality. Brandon. Uh, I don't know. No. This is a tough one to spring on you guys last night. Yeah. You know. I'm a terrible yeah, It really person. is. I'm... Hmm. You know what? Let's think about this, and we'll take this conversation to the group chat. Answers to be revealed next week here on okay. the show. Fair sounds, enough? Sounds good. All right. Let's move on to Are You Serious? We'll start with college football, as we usually do. I will go first because I've already announced who my college football pick this week was. My college football pick for this week was announced on Wednesday evening before the game happened today. Uh, well, yesterday. Now, technically, it's Saturday, as I mentioned. But I picked Cincinnati plus 10.5. It went all the way up to 13 against Memphis. And it wouldn't have mattered if it stayed at 10.5. I would have still gotten a cover. Cincinnati lost by 10, as we discussed earlier. So it is a straight-up loss but a cover for yours truly on college football. Brandon, you have an interesting pick for your college football game. Yeah, I'm going to take Maryland over Michigan State, and they're giving me 21 and a half on that. Well, I do think that's feasible. Yeah, well, I do think Michigan State has been a dumpster fire this year. And congratulations, Sparty. None of us picked you to win the Big, e- the Big Ten East or anything, <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> but um, I, will congrat- I will say that uh, Maryland has been pleasantly surprising this season, getting off to the start that they did. And I believe if they beat Sparty, are they not bowl eligible? Mm, no. no, not quite. They're, th- they're, they're three and eight. They're three and eight. <laughs> Didn't they start like three and zero? Yeah, and then proceeded to lose the last of their eight games. Wow, like Miami last year. 
Too oh. soon. Too soon. You, you know, I may have to get me some Outback Fool tickets if there's a. <laughs> Eric, who's your college? Who's your college? Are you serious? Pick. I think we Eric. broke Eric. Uh, Eric's broke. That or he's looking for his pick. That's an entire possibility. Watkins, you with us? Eric. Hey, there, if you answer, there's a KFC gift card in it. <laughs> you no, know, see, Harry, you know what you did. That was so wrong. You even made my computer cry. And it's so <laughs> your smug face right now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I gotta see. I gotta grease some wheels at the Outback Bowl and maybe get myself some tickets. All right, seriously. All I'm gonna, all I'm gonna say is the timing for that cannot have been better. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I'm gonna let anybody listening at home make their own inclinations of that. Eric, you can hear what Jason said before you came back when you listened back to the show. Trust oh, me. I did. Now, granted, had he said Popeyes, it would have been even better because now I can go and get the chicken sandwich and not be stabbed. <laughs> I don't know. You might still be stabbed. There's no guarantees of that. <laughs> you know what I suggest doing when you go to Popeyes, Eric? Go the Samuel L. Jackson route. Just start hitting motherfuckers with other motherfuckers. <laughs> You'll yeah, be square. That- that's true. You had a fair point, that one. All right, who's your college pick for Are You Serious? I, I While I was really tempted to take Michigan plus nine and a half, because well, everybody saying... You would have been a Bisco. I would have, but I, instead there was a little other rivalry that I'm sure nobody is really talking about. Uh, the battle for North Carolina, it was 10 and a half, but now it's bet to 11. I think NC State, and yeah, part of the reason why I'm taking NC State is because I am bitter. And oh, by the way, North Carolina, um, no matter what you say, your game with Virginia is not the South's oldest rivalry, so kindly shut your face. Uh, speaking of Virginia, did you see where Virginia beat Virginia Tech? Yep. And a, and a fifteen game losing streak now down the drain. My my, my, my cousin is not happy. I will point out too that not only did Virginia beat Virginia Tech, they clinched the ACC Coastal in the process. Yes. So, so now they get to be slaughtered by Clemson. Pretty much, I'm yep. calling it right now. Clemson's about to hang sixty on them. Uh, Fun fact, fact, Eric, if NC State beats Carolina, neither of them is bowl eligible, much the same way West Virginia TCU panned out. All the more reason that would make me happy. The reason that Eric would have been a Bisco if he would have selected Michigan is because, Jason? I took Michigan because, (laughs) for some reason, I'm a glut for punishment and after... (laughs) I, I I go big or go home. Uh, if anybody listens to this, I kind of take the – I like when Harry allows it, I like to pick the premier game of the week just for shits and giggles. 
So, speaking of which, we need a a standings update soon. I was about to give that once we were done with our predictions because it is an odd-numbered week, and I do standings updates on odd-numbered weeks. Okay. All right, so let's go ahead. See, you could have threw it in there and gave us a dramatic reverse. That would actually have been a segue, but we'll do it after we make the NFL predictions. I will go first once again because, as I mentioned, my game has already happened. Yeah, Dallas. Uh-huh. 0-4 against teams with winning records coming into this game against Buffalo. And I saw no reason that that was going to change. The Cowboys did not scare me at all. And they did after that first drive. And then not at all for the rest of the game. Plus six and a half was the starting number. I don't know what the final number Let's was, see. but I will find it. I I'm guess it was probably six. It was six and a half still. Oh, so it stayed six and a half? Yep. So that means I pick up a straight up win, an ATS win, and 17 and a half points. Suck it, Dallas. That, no. whole, that whole thing at the end of the game with Josh Allen was great, though. Oh, with him being interviewed by Tracy Wolfson and, and then Tredavious Wright coming over to get a bite of turkey? And him getting the turkey because that's what he always wanted and everything? Yeah. He always said that he wanted to play on Thanksgiving and after a win to someone to hand him a turkey leg. And then Tredavious White came over and chowed down on his turkey. <laughs> Gotta show the defense some love too, Josh. What can I say? All right. I mean, this is what happens when you have the second worst strength of victory in the league, only better than Cincinnati. But, hey, we won't have to go there now, will we? Hey, Hey, not Brandon. Hey, Eric, (laughs) question for you. Mm -hmm. How how are your postseason chances looking this season? Given the AFC South. Okay, uh, entirely viable still, actually. (laughs) (laughs) The AFC South are the NFC East and the AFC. You're you're not wrong. (laughs) No, 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 I would say the AFC West is the NFC East of the AFC. Because for all the hype that Kansas City got and then then, uh, the Chargers got coming into the season, and now you have Oakland as well. But But they actually have a team with a winning record in the AFC West. The AFC South has two. Oh, yeah, you're right. Indianapolis, uh, three. Indianapolis, Tennessee, and uh, Houston are all over 500. Hey, seven and four, six and five, six and five. It's still a positive division. Just saying. I'll give you that. All right. Brandon, you go counterintuitive to somebody else's pick on this show. Yeah. Although, realistically, you could both be correct. Yeah, we could. Um. Eric, about that pick of 49ers for uh, I'm a Survivor, I'm going the opposite Mm. route. I'm taking the Ravens in Are You Serious, and they're giving me five points. Theoretically, we could both win, though, because I I do think this game will be a very close one. Uh, Even if the Ravens do lose, I think it will be lower than five. A, you're getting San Francisco plus six and a half. No, I'm not. Oh, oh yes, you you're, you're right. I'm taking San Francisco. I see plus five. He doesn't even know who, he even know who he's fucking No, picking. no, no, no. I messed it up. <laughs> I, 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 I flipped it around. <laughs> and I'm getting plus five. 
Uh, the number I saw on ESPN originally was was six and a half. Well, it's dropped. But he's man. right, though. It has been bet to just plus five. Well, either I mean, in fairness, all these San Francisco fans probably heard what Earl Thomas had to say and said, "Fuck that motherfucker." Yep. All right, Eric, you're up. Who's your NFL pick for the week? Even though I am probably going to wind up looking very stupid, simply because there's a certain team that loves to make me look stupid when I pick against them, I'm still going to pick against them. Now, granted, I don't want them to win because that would really fuck me over, but Texans plus three and a half, given the Patriots offense, that's viable. Now, even though it's bet down to three, that's even better. I'm just going to say that I actually do hope the Texans win because that would put the Bills within a game of the AFC East lead. Nah, nah, um, um, I had a better idea. How about no? <laughs> Sorry, Harry, but just, just really. Now, granted, if you wind up losing to Tampa Bay, then you can do whatever you want because we're thoroughly fucked. But, yeah, I need to have at least some hope the next month. So we let off the NSL version of Are You Serious with a game that has already happened. We may as well fucking finish it as well. Jason? Fuck the snake handling whores known as the fucking Atlanta Falcons for giving me a fucking loss against the spread by one after three fucking onside kicks. <laughs> damn motherfuckers. On a related note, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 fuckity, fuck, fuck. Yeah, keep going. I'm pretty sure overbetters are pretty excited by now. <laughs> Uh, the the updated standings for Are You Serious real quick. Uh, straight up, actual head, uh, victories in Are You Serious. I'm back in the lead, Bisco. Damn so it. SMD, SMD, homie. Eight and 16 for myself. Seven and 17 for Bisco. Four and 20 for Eric. Somewhat very appropriate there. <laughs> Make your own joke and hope. <laughs> Three and twenty-one for Jason. Damn, I wish the, we could just stop right now, just so that Eric could maintain that. <laughs> yes, there's something super. I'm gonna have to take a picture of that and send it to the group chat, just so that way you can live on forever for posterity. All right, moving on to the against the spread side of things. This one, you do still have the lead, Bisco. Huzzah! And it's still by half a game. Although I did just pick up two, I did I did just pick up two against the spread wins this week already. Watch that push is going to be the deciding factor. Probably it is right now because you're up a half a game on me, and you're up a game and a half on Jason. Jason's twelve ten and two against the spread. That some bitch has not one but two pushes, and they happened in back to back games. Do you know what the odds of that happening are? Very slim. Oh, getting a push. Oh, I'd have to calculate that because the odds of getting a push on any given week really, really vary. But I would have to say that's at most single-digit percentage. 
Because not only did he get a push, not only did he get two pushes, he got them on back-to-back weeks in back-to-back games. His NFL game in week 11, his college game in week 12. Oh, yeah, that's very, very rare. We're talking at most 1%, but I doubt if it's even close to that. So Jason is now 12, 10, and 2, which will translate to 13 and 11. And then Eric is 8 and 16 against the spread. You're, you're, you're killing our vibe, Eric. You're, you're killing us. Well, I mean, if it helps, considering my straight-up record, I can just retire from the rest of this season and just leave it at that. <laughs> Eric's like, I'm out. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> so there's your updated standings. Um, yeah, we ran about two hours tonight, didn't we, uh-huh. Disco? Yeah, just about minute 56. Yeah, a minute and 56. Right. We're in one minute. Hour and 56. God, I was like, shit. I, that was that was quick. <laughs> we in like a wormhole? It's almost 1230. Right, no, I'm about to say, normally I last a lot longer than a minute and 56. <laughs> right. Family show. All right, real quick here. Before we wrap this up, I do want to say something here. I know that you guys tend to prefer more medium-length shows here. But for the conversation that you guys got tonight, I don't think you can blame us for having yeah. the length of discussion that we did. Topics like the Kaepernick thing, like the betting in sports, like the like the player safety thing yes. with the uh, brawl that broke out between the Browns and the Steelers. These are important topics that don't just affect this season in the NFL. They've affected multiple seasons throughout the NFL's history. And for us to not sit here and discuss them would have been an injustice to the actual game itself. Mm-hmm. We Not try to keep we, we missed a week, week, so there's that. Yeah, we also we missed a week, so we had extra stuff to talk about. We try to keep things as concise and on point as possible here, but there are certain circumstances that come up throughout the course of a season that justify more attention than others. Mm-hmm. Agreed. With that being said, gentlemen, we are 12 hours away from the kickoff of Rivalry Week. Enjoy your games. Eric, I hope you guys put a beating on who is it for you guys this weekend? Is it it's not Louisville? No, you guys played Louisville already. Who do you guys have? We play Duke. Oh, you should beat them. It's fun. Emphasis Jason. on should, but I don't know anymore. Jason, you already got your victory. As uh, as I think that has been established, and I'm very happy and proud of Coach Neil Brown. But, yeah, I would uh, say. I would say five wins in the Big 12 in his debut season. It's actually nothing to, nothing to sneeze at, given the fact that most major publications had you guys finishing last or next to last in the Big 12 this year. Yeah, and we got two. We was underdogs by double digits and on the road and went in and won both games. So you, I don't think you can really – Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you can really complain about Neil Brown's first year with uh, West Virginia no, coming no. Not whatsoever. Especially with how gutted the team was after Hogerson left. Despite the losses to Georgia and LSU, a victory over our in-state rival tomorrow for the Gators means a back-to-back 10-win season. You will never hear me bitch about that. I am proud of the direction this Gator team is heading. I believe that our new coach... That Dan, uh, 
the Mullen, I'm, I don't know why I just drew a blank on his last name there. I believe that Dan Mullen, after the success that he had at Mississippi State, has brought that formula to Florida. And the difference is, is he gets better athletes at Florida to run his system than he did at Mississippi State. And that's why you've seen back-to-back – I mean, obviously anything can happen at Florida State. It is a rivalry game. But probable well, back-to-back teams. Oh. I mean, you guys did put a – you guys did put a beating on the Knolls earlier this year. Yeah, we got Taggart fired, so there's that. <laughs> my and and my my family team probably has one of the most interesting games of the weekend. Yeah, the the uh, Oaken Bucket. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yep. Paul Bun. Whoa. No, Bu- Paul Bunyan Trophy. Paul Bunyan's axe. Yes. The old Oaken Bucket is Indiana Purdue. The winner of Paul Bunyan's axe. Wins the Big Ten West this year. And gets to get blown out by Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. Probably. God, Ohio State will go down tomorrow. Wait, are you calling a straight-up Michigan victory? I'm just saying. If that happens, I as a Harbaugh fan will be insufferable. I'm warning everybody. If, If that happens, then all hell breaks loose. So wait a minute. You're insufferable now. <laughs> okay. More insufferable. How about that? Hey, Jason, let me, let me put it to you this way. If that happens, he turns into Robert Taylor next oh, week. Oh, God. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say is if if that happens, God damn, why the fuck my wife turned into the goddamn motherfucking Mrs. Claus? Yeah, <laughs> through my fucking house. Um, if that happens, uh, I'm going to be talking so much shit. Jason, where can people find you online? Pornhub. <laughs> where I hang out. You know, got to take matters in my own hands. So that, was, that was you in the comment section. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Seriously. I have a premium account. It's completely different. Shit, what are you talking about? My ass can't get on Pornhub. I'm fucking... They pay me to put my clothes on. I tried to donate my body to science. They gave me $100 to take it back. (laughs) I get no respect. I told the cab driver to take me someplace I could get some action. He took me to my wife's house. (laughs) I'm I'm so... I'm glad that Harry picked up on the Rodney Dangerfield reference. You're welcome. Continue. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TurkeyGlue822. Uh, I'll talk fantasy football with you if you shoot me messages. I haven't got any new followers lately, so I'm feeling kind of lonely. So uh, <laughs> if you hear this and uh, you follow me, I'll send you some kind of treat. Like maybe and like a Cosmo brownie. And he'll follow a- back. Yeah, I will follow you back because I have no friends outside of these three <laughs> and my dogs. My I, I daughter like don't the, even like me. I feel like the dogs are the better choice, though. All right, Eric, where can people find you on? At Squid Sportshead on Twitter, and if you're willing to go through a screening process, you'll get access to my dark Twitter and maybe my Facebook, even though I don't use that a whole bunch. And I was supposed to do other shows here on this network, but... um. How about that? <laughs> yeah, stuff, things, you know, shit happens. 
stuff, things, not allowed to hang out with your friends and run your network. <laughs> stuff, things, stuffing things. <laughs> That's the problem. It all still have to discuss that issue that we discussed. We have to discuss it further. Oh, indeed. I feel like stuffing things is how we got into this situation in the first place. Brandon? That's how my wife ended up pregnant. It wasn't by me. Brandon, online. They can find me on Bisco underscore Gotham SN on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, just find me and whatnot. Uh, and yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Well, we're two days Wait. after Thanksgiving. We're on like second Saturday or something. Small <laughs> business Saturday, actually. Um, I, I prefer Jason's take on that, and I'm going to have to figure out a way to make that become a thing. Kind of like steak. I, fig- I, figured, I figured Eric would be all up for second Saturday. Uh, you would think so, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's not the one way. that does the sucking, though. Yeah, but especially after everything that Badly happened. Badly, Joe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've taken this topic far enough. ACB the Eagle on Twitter, Harry Broadhurst on Facebook. Find me, message me, feel free to talk sports, wrestling, whatever else floats your boat here. Always willing to have conversations. Don't, hold on. Don't tell people to message you and talk wrestling. I've been trying to talk AEW with you for three days and can't get a goddamn response. I, I, get, I get two word responses. I will have you know that those responses were because I was with Christine the last two days and therefore she has my time. I just finished watching AEW late this morning, so if you want to message me about the show, we can talk about the show. And fuck Vincent. Oh, you know what? We're, we're editing tonight's exit. Don't worry. I think that's it for everybody. Um, you can find the show online on the W2M Network at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can listen to us on all of your favorite podcast listening services, such as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Podbean, Cashbox, Stitcher. Hey, Brandon, guess what? Spotify is here. And I'm about to be the chairman. Virgil can suck a dick. <laughs> Switching it up, different res- different former WCW wrestler this time. No, seriously, dude can straight up suck a dick. He is a goddamn cancer on this business. Fuck him. And that's me being family friendly about how I feel about him. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week here on the kickoff a presentation of the W2M Network.